This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Ahmed Imam. You help experts level up their influence and you connect your audience with the world's greatest minds. You're also a presenter, host, ambassador, edutainer, content consultant, and the co-host of LinkedIn's first TV show, Level Up TV. Ahmed, welcome to the show. <laughs> Great to be here, mate. Thank you very much for the introduction. Absolutely, and I was just commenting before we went live that I love your new setup, and I really enjoyed how you did a behind the scenes last week of that. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that process and what gave you the spark or the idea to to embrace this new setup? Yes, yeah, so I'm in the basement of my home pretty much, um, and I've always wanted some sort of dedicated space to to do this, you know, to, to do my live streams, to do my presentations, my speaking arrangements, the hosting or whatever, whatever it might be, even creating content. But um, this is actually a really simple setup. So I, I just got myself a TV. Um, I've got some studio foam and um, you'll be amazed how cheap it was to actually put together, but I'm really proud of the result. You know, so now I can actually just change um, the screen to you know to make sure it suits whatever show I'm doing or whatever content I'm creating. So um, it's it's an easy setup, and for anyone out there looking to create some sort of background uh, for their content or for their Zoom calls, you don't actually have to spend thousands of dollars to make it work. That's so awesome, and you're all about giving value. That's what you do each and every day, and that's why I was so thrilled to have you on today. Is because number one, you've you've just grown this amazing presence on LinkedIn. But what I really love about you is that you're authentic and that you continue to do it and that you're inspiring people like me and thousands, hundreds of thousands of others to do the same. Tell us a little bit about how you got started into link in LinkedIn and you're now over 900,000 followers. It's just amazing. And, and I'm just so proud of you. Thank you, man. That's that's very kind of you. And look, I've been following you for some time as well, and and you have the same impact on me. Um, so I mean, it's it's great that we're connecting and uh, and that we've made a friendship um, from just following each other's content. Um, and that's that's the beautiful thing about LinkedIn. Um, so I started my LinkedIn journey in October 2018. So I think it's been about two and a half years now, maybe maybe a little bit over two and a half years. Um, and it's been an incredible journey, you know, like when I talk about the fact that LinkedIn has quite literally um, changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life, I'm not kidding. Um, and this is what I talk to my clients about and, and anyone I have an opportunity to speak to about it, I do. Um, the power of social media. Um, and if you put yourself out there and you, you discover your voice and articulate your message and you, and you spread that message, how powerful that can actually be in terms of the opportunities that come your way. Um, so I started creating content probably a few months after I started and I just I just was really experimenting with it. Um, and when I put out my very first video, it took me um, about an hour to record a 47 second video. <laughs> you know? and, that, and that's because I had no idea what I was doing. I was self-conscious. 
Um, I was just focusing on, on some stupid things like, you know, does my nose look too big? Um, does my chin look ridiculous? Is the lighting set up correctly? And I actually recorded it in the, in the car, like in a passenger seat of my car. Um, but anyway, after about an hour, I realized that done was better than perfect. I just I'm, I decided that I'm going to post it. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and I ended up getting, I don't know, like 180 views and a few likes, a few comments. There wasn't much there, but I was happy with that because the empowering thing about it is once you record a piece of content, especially video content, because you can't hide in video content, right? And once you post that, you kind of just leave it to the universe. <laughs> Like whatever happens at that stage happens. If people like it, great. If they don't, it, it is what it is. Um, but I realized very quickly that LinkedIn has a very strong community, a very supportive community. And people do support your content and people are very kind and respectful. And so that gave me the confidence to continue creating content. And I started creating some pretty um, out, out there, out of the box content. So I started putting out things like um, rap videos, um, and getting really creative in the way that I delivered my content and I slowly started to build a following post by post um, and then at some stage it just started to increase exponentially to the point that I can't actually explain it and it's surreal to think about how large the following is now um, but I'm, I'm so humbled and, and grateful for it uh, and like I said it's opened up so many doors and opportunities so I'm now I'm now aligned with some incredible partners um, some businesses that I've always wanted to be a part of. Uh, I'm, I'm getting to do what I do day to day. So I've been able to leave, you know, my nine to five that I've had for 15 years <laughs> and, awesome. and focus on the things that I want to focus on. So now I'm creating content, I'm presenting, I'm hosting, um, I'm being able to do all the things that I genuinely love doing. And that's as a result of the journey on LinkedIn. That's just remarkable. How long did it take you to really find your stride, so to speak. So did you go through some highs and lows as far as what you wanted to be on LinkedIn? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I didn't have clarity on it. So when I started, I was just really experimenting with the platform. Um, I'd left Facebook because I, you know, I can't stand Facebook anymore. <laughs> um, I was on Instagram, but wasn't active. Um, and so LinkedIn, I was just experimenting with because I heard a few things about it. Uh, and so when I was putting out content, video content and text posts and image posts, I had no clarity as to who I was or, or what I was trying to present to the world. Um, it was only after I really had um, some in-depth conversations with my business coach um, that I was able to get clarity on my values, um, what I stood for, what my message was, what was really important to me. And that all started to, to build a foundation for every piece of content that you see today and also the messaging that you see in my brand. Um, so once I was, I was very clear on what I represented and, and who I wanted to serve, it became far, far easier um, than it did when I was just creating content and putting it out to, to the world and hoping for the best. And I'm going to talk about that. When you found that, when you found that stride, when you found your values, is that when the following started as well? How does, because uh, you know, we could speak from experience, right? So I, I've yep. been on LinkedIn for 10 years, uh, but I've only been active for a little bit over a year, but really I've only found my stride in the last say 30 to 60 days and I'm still figuring it out, but I'm starting to see the traction now. I'm just curious if, if that was similar with, um, with you. 
Yeah, you know what's funny? Because I've been through that process, I can now see that process in other people. So I've, I've, I've seen that transition in your content. It's become very, very clear. Um, your message has become consistent and you can see that you're speaking with conviction. Um, and that's and that's the power of it. So I, th I think people see that and they notice that. Essentially what happens is when you get clarity on your message and you put it out there, you attract the people that believe what you believe. And beliefs are so powerful. So if someone reads your content and it completely resonates with them, you've earned yourself a follower and, and it compels people to engage. So it's, it's the most powerful thing you can do um, and I'm not suggesting that you just hold off on creating content until you discover this or, or find this. Um, but I suggest that you start to identify it because it's there within you. You just have to identify it so that you can start getting very, very clear on your content. And it, and it makes your content so much more powerful and passionate um, that people notice. That's great. No, it's great to hear that that was a similar experience for you. Earlier, you said that LinkedIn has literally changed your life. Let's talk a little bit more in depth about that if we can. So what does that mean? Like, give us some details on how it's actually changed your life. I know you said you've you started working with some people that you've always wanted to work with, but how has it really changed your life um, day to day? Yeah, in many ways. Look, I'll, I'll take you back and give you a bit of a background. So um, when I can explain it, it'll, it'll mean so much more. Um, so, I mean, I was a very shy, awkward kid that was that was bullied in school and it really affected my self-esteem and my confidence, um, my own opinion of myself, my self-worth. Um, and that continued up until the age of, you know, at least 16 to 18 years old. Um, and it was only once I left school and, and I got myself a job at a pizza place <laughs> and I was just making pizzas and, and washing dishes, just a, just a nominal job. Um, that things started to, to change and that was very much a moment for me in, in, in my life. Um, I had a boss at the time, the boss of the pizza place, the owner of the pizza place was a bit of a serial entrepreneur um, and he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and at the time that I was actually about to leave the pizza place, he sat me down and you know told me that he believed in me but he gave me a gift which was a 24 disc CD set by Tony Robbins. <laughs> And uh, I know it's starting to show my age. I'm talking about CDs, but it was called Personal Power 2. It was one of the first disc sets that Tony Robbins used to put out. Uh, it was kind of like a 30-day program. And he gifted me this CD set. It was incredible. I mean, it's, it was worth a, a few hundred dollars. Um, and so I, I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. You know, there was an image of Tony Robbins um, on a little book that came with the CD set. And it was the old school Tony Robbins that was called Anthony Robbins. And uh, he was wearing a white business shirt with suspenders and <laughs> he kind of looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time, <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, that really big face. But anyway, I went home, I put on that very first CD and it just it, it blew me away. You know, and as soon as I heard that voice and everyone knows that, that voice, um, I just I knew there was something to this and it made me, it compelled me to just change and challenge myself. Um, and so I started to, to challenge my fears, um, literally starting from the bottom. I mean, looking people in the eyes and, and having conversations with them through to um, then, you know, um, through to then volunteering to do things like emceeing friends' weddings or, or sales presentations. Um, you know, I just really wanted to challenge myself and overcome that fear so I can grow through it. And that's what I did. 
so I, I did that 30 day program it um it changed my mindset and the way i approached life and, and my own opinion that i had of myself which was which was not a great opinion um and so i i did that i challenged my fears over the course of the next 10 to 15 years and it literally put me in a position that i am here today where not only am i not um, shy or awkward or afraid of things like public speaking i'm presenting <laughs> i'm hosting i'm talking to audiences of, of hundreds of, of thousands and i love doing it like i get a buzz from it um but i say that because linkedin opens up doors and gave me opportunities so once once you make yourself visible you have no idea who's watching quite literally and linkedin is a platform where you have a lot of decision makers um, and people that are quite influential in their own right, in their own industry, that are there directly, meaning you can reach out to them directly, or they're directly watching your content, and so you're able to make an impact on them. Um, but I have always been a huge fan of um, a company called Success Resources because of what they do. You know, they partner with incredible minds, people like Gary Vee and Richard Branson and, and Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Bill Clinton, I mean, the list goes on and on, but they have a long-term partnership with Tony Roberts himself. And so um, about um, a couple of years into my journey, probably about a year ago, I reached out to the managing director of Success Resources, um, whose name's Michael Lane. And I currently do the Level Up TV show with him. But I reached out to Michael and I said, Michael, I love what you do. I love the people that you work with and, and what you stand for and the impact that you want to make. Um, I really want to be part of it in some way. I'd love to pick up the phone uh, and just have a chat. And he responded to me and he said, yeah, look, let's let's have a call. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see what you're up to. And so we jumped on a phone call and I was ready to, to pitch myself. You know, like I was ready to, to really try and impress and, and put myself out there because uh, I really wanted to be a part of SR in some way. And before I even had an opportunity to do that, Michael said, um, Ahmed, just want to let you know, I know who you are. I've been following you for some time. I love what you do and what you stand for. Uh, let's make something happen. Wow. You know, and that's and that's literally as a result of putting out video content on LinkedIn. And so now I am um, presenting uh, for them. I'm hosting their events. I, I host a, a co-host Level Up TV show with with Michael Lane, and um, it's incredible. I get to be around such amazing people that have inspired me for so long, and I also get to see how the most incredible speakers on the planet do it. Um, but that's just that's just one way. Um, in other ways, I've been able to, to be approached about sponsorships and ambassadorships. Um, I've been able to to leave my job, which is which was huge. Like I, I've I've been in sales since I left university. Um, I started off in call center work. I went to door to door sales. I was a sales um, representative to a sales manager. I went into sales leadership, and I was a full time employee with many businesses. And now I've been able to I was I was able to leave you know that that world about a year and a half ago, um, align myself with incredible businesses and also start my own consulting business where I help people uh, build influence on LinkedIn like I have. Um, so look, it's uh, there are so many there are so many examples that I can give you, but that's like I said, the power of social media if done correctly. 
Yeah. And, you know, there's just, there's so much there. And I, what I think about is people that are just getting started with LinkedIn because it's still relatively new, you know, as far as the opportunity, you know, went from being a platform for recruiters and, you know, HR specialists where that's the place to put your resume to now, like you said, it's just full blown social media and it has all the right people there. Um, so for those people who are just getting started and we, we, we want to encourage them, not discourage them. What do you have to say to those folks who maybe have just joined in the last year or just, you know, really are starting to take a a look at LinkedIn more differently than they did in the past? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So LinkedIn has changed from what it was, let's call it a a job seeker platform, your online CV to now a full-blown content creation site. Like, I mean, there are are so many content creators and incredible content creators on LinkedIn um, that it just blows my mind. And people that aren't uh, aren't familiar with LinkedIn or have used LinkedIn, they'd be blown away if you showed them just the feed um, and the kind of content that's coming out. My advice to people getting started is just start slow. You know, how I started, um, because it can be very, very overwhelming, as we know, um, especially if you're, you know, you're, you're a professional, you're not used to creating content, all of a sudden you're on a platform where, you know, you see all these different professionals creating content, there's video content, there's carousel posts, there's people sharing their messages, there's people commenting. Just start from the very beginning, and the very beginning is my opinion, just just get engaged. Um, start you know, reading people's content, viewing people's content, and commenting on it. That's the easiest way. Um, and do that on a regular basis. You know, Set aside half an hour per day to just engaging on people's content and, and learning about the platform and the kind of content that works. Um, believe me, it looks overwhelming to create content initially. But once you get involved in the process and you get used to the process, it's not only fun, it's just completely empowering to do that. Because when, when you get a response from people that really resonate with your message and it's your message, it's your information, um, it's, it's an amazing thing. Once you're comfortable with commenting and engaging and, and you feel like you, you understand the community and you're no longer really overwhelmed, I would take the plunge and start creating content. And content can be created in so many ways. You can be a content creator or you can be a content curator. Um, A content creator is someone that spreads their own original message and it's their own thoughts, it's their own words, it's it's themselves on video. And a content curator is someone that takes, let's say, other people's content and provides their own two cents. Both are okay. Um, I personally prefer content creating just because I have that creative side of me. so you can start off creating content and look, I don't want to complicate things. I'm, I'm talking to your audience, of course, I'm not talking to yourself, Roger. <laughs> I don't want to complicate things for you. Um, you only need two things to start creating content. That's it. So I know people talk about lighting and cameras and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff like we've spoken about. You only need two things and that is a phone and a message. That's it. Wow. If you have a phone and, your mes- and a message, you're good to go. You can create content. In fact, I only had a phone and I was creating content using a phone for the first at least 18 months of my journey. Um, and to this day, I still use a phone for some of those, um, you know, quick videos or, or quick pieces of content I want to put out. So, so I would just focus on maybe three to five different topics 
that you are comfortable speaking about and write them down. Okay, so it can be your niche, it can be your industry, it can be what you do. And then once you have those three to five niche topics, break down every single topic into maybe three to five further topics, you know, and here's the thing to consider. Don't complicate your content. You should, in fact, you should dumb it down. Okay, because I, I know when I started, I was trying to give, you know, I, I was trying to prove my expertise. I was trying to prove how smart and knowledgeable I was. And so I was putting out, you know, five minutes worth of content and, and giving so much value. And at the same time, I was complicating things and confusing people because I was talking about 10 different messages within five minutes worth of video. You only need one message. You only need one message every time you create a piece of content and just use that piece of content and the copy to provide some context and just dive deeper into that message to make it as clear as you possibly can for your target audience. So I would, I would start there. I would start by engaging, getting involved in the community, start finding people that you really um, resonate with their content and, and reach out to them, you know, build relationships with them. Before you know it, you'll be part of a community and there are so many different communities on LinkedIn and all of them are supportive um, and just very, very kind and respectful people, as you know, Roger. Um, and then I would take the dive and start creating content and um, just observe how people are creating content uh, and, and you know, do the same thing. If, if you want to get started on my profile um, in the featured section, I have a post that is 30 days of content. So I give you 30 days of content ideas. It's a great way to get started if you're a beginner. Um, literally just take those ideas, record a piece of video, a carousel post, an image post, a text post about that idea and get started that way and start, start to experience what it's like to post content and engage with others. You've been a lifelong salesperson. You have to be really careful not to sell and definitely not oversell yourself on LinkedIn. Uh, as a matter of fact, I found that you have to do the opposite. All you have to do is give value and the sales come in a different way. So you, you do have to sell um, every now and then. It's important that people understand what you do, what your offering is, what your expertise, how you can actually serve them. Um, but it's interesting. It's, it's different to how it is in, in the real world. You know, in, in, the, in the LinkedIn world, in the social media world, it's actually all about giving as much free value as possible. Um, and if anything, giving away quite a bit of your IP. And I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. I know I was. So I was like, if I give away my IP, what, what are they going to use my services for? Um, but the idea is that, and if we talk about LinkedIn, for, an, for example, Roger, um, the idea is that you make your profile um, both a funnel and a lead magnet. So the idea is that you engage on people's content and you create content to make yourself more visible. Uh, people will then go to your profile. They'll likely then follow you or connect with you. They'll read your profile everything from the headline to the summary. And it's your job to make that a funnel and a lead magnet, a funnel in the sense that it should direct them to the next stage of your funnel. And that could be your website. It could be a newsletter. Um, it could be a lead magnet that you've placed on, on, you know, on, on a landing page, whatever it might be. Um, but it should take them to the next step in, in your process, in your sales process. Um, you should also include some sort of lead magnet in your uh, profile as well. Something that is really great value that you're giving away for free um, that allows you to then capture the email details and build your database so that you can then take them off LinkedIn and into your funnel and into your world. And that way you can control it. 
Um, that's the first thing. That's that's your profile. And that, that's how the profile looks. So the profile should really showcase your expertise, your brand. So people should be able to go on your profile and get a real feel of what your brand is and what, what you're about. And at the same time, it should provide complete clarity on what you do and work as a funnel. Hey, yeah, Ahmed, I'm sorry, I just want to I want to add something right here because I think it's yeah. very, very important. Yeah. And that is what you just said to create um, a, a lead magnet magnet so you could get the email address. Yeah. Um, and and the, the reason I want to emphasize that one more time is that the one thing that the audience should realize, and again, I speak from experience, uh, if you get ever get deplatformed, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, because it does happen, no one could ever take your email list away from you. That yep. is like gold. So I just wanted to pause, take a moment, emphasize that that email list and how important that is, because as as you know, um, and as I know, and as I hope the listeners will will understand, when you connect with people through email, it's at a whole different level than even on social media. So true. Um, you own it, you control it, um, you have their attention. And, and often if they've subscribed to your, your email database or your newsletters, whatever it might be, um, they're interested in some capacity, right? And these days, remember, it takes 26 touch points for someone to actually build trust with you and to get to the stage where they'd be comfortable enough transacting with you. You have to reach them 26 times, and that's either by content or by newsletters to actually wow. build that trust in the first place. So, 100%. I did not know that number, so thank you for telling us yeah, that. Yeah, and it's changed. It used to be six, and now it's changed to 26 because, you know, things are obviously saturated. People are on social media. Everyone's throwing their offers out and webinars and, and everything else. So you really have to connect with them and have a touch point 26 times. And I think that brings up another good point, and then I'll let you continue there, is that I believe a lot of companies that I talk to are actually afraid to post content because they're not used to it. So they may yeah. have posted content once a month, you know, or once every two months in the past, where now you really have to be posting daily, um, sometimes twice a day to be in front of the people. Um, and would you consider that a touch point when you do an actual post? 100%. 100% it's a touch point. Um, and they don't need to engage on your post for it to be a touch point. They just need to view it. Um, they're seeing you, right? So, so the idea is that, um, and I've seen that so many times, Roger. I've seen so many people that say, look, I'm only going to post once a month. I don't want people to get sick of me. I, you know, I don't want to you know, turn people off. No. <laughs> you know? right. The people that get sick of you and get turned off are not the people that you want to have as part of your community or potential customers. The idea is that you remain in the news feed all the time. Yes. The idea is that you're posting content at least once a day or twice a day so that you're constantly in the newsfeed and people are seeing you so that you remain front of mind for whenever they need to use your services. Because the odds are they're not going to need your services straight away. They're not going to view your content and go, oh, cool. Okay, great. I'm going to reach out to him right now. No, but they need to build that trust first. And that takes, you know, seeing you frequently and seeing you frequently add value for them to build that trust, you know, uh, quickly enough for them to reach out to you in a relatively short period of time. If you're creating one post per month, it might take them two years for them to build that trust. Exactly. And they're probably going to get you each, each month or month. Um, exactly. So 100%, 100%. Okay, great. And please continue. I, I, I didn't mean to take you off track there. 
Yeah, so so we spoke about the profile and the need to to make sure the profile really represents what you're about and work as a funnel and a lead magnet. Um, and then creating content, of course, is important. So your content should really support what you've spoken about at a high level in your profile, as in what you're about, what your offering is. But I choose to work with, let's say, a 20-80 a process or a 20-80 ratio. 20% of the time, I am selling. 20% of the time, I am talking about my services. I'm putting out a call to action. I'm asking people to reach out to me. Um, I'm showing them how I can serve them, how I can assist them with my services. 80% of the time, I'm not talking about it at all. I'm not putting out a call to action. I'm quite literally just building trust. So I'm putting out value. I'm putting out value. I'm speaking about things that are important to me to try and attract people that believe the same things. Um, I'm either educating, entertaining, or trying to inspire them through different pieces of content. Um, and I'm also being very, very supportive and engaging on other people's content because that's another way to make yourself visible, remember. Um, so if you're, if you're posting content, engaging on people's content, your profile is set up correctly enough that it works, like I said, as a funnel, and um, you are also being very deliberate and thoughtful uh, with your content, um, you will attract people. But I will also say, depending on the industry that you're in, depending on what you do, there is absolute um, there is absolute ROI in having a uh, campaign or a solution where you reach out to people in direct message, um, because both you know work very very complementarily. Uh, you've got I like to call it offense and defense, right? So, so your offense is actually going to the message and reaching out to people, um, building relationships over a course of, of messages. You have a message sequence. Um, and, um, you know, let's say on the fifth or sixth message, you might then talk about your offering and, and have a very, very soft sell. Uh, and the idea is that, you know, if you're messaging them and they're trying to figure out who you are, they go to your profile, they see your social proof, they see your creating content, they see that engagement, they see the lead magnet, all the free value you have, clarity on what you do, and it builds that social proof and trust for them. Um, and it also just reinforces your content. So I, I truly believe in doing both. Um, Can you give offer, us an example of, of what you yeah. might be saying in these messages for people, again, that have never done this before? Yeah, 100%. So, so the last thing you want to do is is connect with someone and in the very first message say, um, you know, we sell yourself or, or pitch yourself. You know, we get it a million times. Yeah. And, you know, I it doesn't, it doesn't annoy me because, you know, I know that people are just trying to understand how the process works. The process works as if you're at a dinner party, right, or, or a networking event. You don't go straight in there and go for the sale. You... You build relationships. You get to know the person first. You give them your card. Um, you know, you might exchange emails and offer each other some value first. And then, you know, once you're both comfortable with each other, you've built some sort of relationship, then you can do a bit of a soft sell and, and try and talk to them about how you can serve them. That's that's the best way to think about it. So in a message, um, you want to put out a messaging sequence and have a messaging sequence. And what I mean by that is you might have five messages that are five different scripts. And the very first message would be very soft. It would be something like, um, hi, Roger, great to meet you. I, I had a look at your profile. Um, I love American Real TV. I've, I've checked out a few episodes. It's, it's really inspiring me. I'm, it's, it's a pleasure to connect. All right? you, you build a genuine relationship and you show that you've invested time 
in actually looking at their profile, looking at their content, you make it personal. Message number two might be, um, Roger, it was great to connect a week ago um, or a few days ago. Um, I, I really loved your piece of content yesterday where you spoke about this, 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 this. Um, I've actually put together um, a article um, that speaks about the top 15 success books. Um, I'd love to get your opinion and I don't know if this will help you at all. Um, and you just provide a link that is, let's say, free value. They you know, have the opportunity to check out your link and check out your content, build some trust, and also hopefully it adds value to them. By the third and fourth message, you've, you've sort of built a bit of trust and, and you've given them some value. Once you get to, let's say, the fourth or fifth message is when you can start putting in a bit of a soft sell, you know, something like, um, uh, Roger, thank you very much for, for engaging on that article I sent you. I, I hope it added some value. Um, I know that you love talking about personal development and, and success tips and, and growth. And I, I love the same thing. You know, I'd love to jump on a, a quick call, just maybe 15 minutes of your time. And, and let's see if we can get to know each other a little better. And that's how it starts, right? And if you do it that way, it's natural, it's authentic, it's, it's genuine. You've actually engaged with each other. You've absorbed each other's content. And then you can get on a call, see if there's any synergy or alignment, see if you can serve them and, and start talking to them face to face like this about what you do. That's, that's the best way to approach it. Now, most people don't do it that way because, you know, it requires patience. It's time consuming, but no different to in the real world. If you're a salesperson um, and you go in too quick, you're going to break the sale. You know, you have to make sure that you're fostering those relationships and offering that true value and earn the right to actually pitch. Um, so the same thing applies in message. And Ahmed, are, how... At, at where you are right now with over 900,000 followers, do you have assistants that help you? How how much are you able to do on your own before you say, okay, I need help? Or are, are you still able to engage with content yourself? Um, no, I need help. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've had help now for the last uh, 12 months. Um, and I've had help in the form of virtual assistants who I give tasks to to help maintain um, what I built. In terms of creating content, engaging on content, um, helping me with ideas, um, my messages, um, all of those things. So I definitely have assistance and you reach a certain stage where if you want to make sure you're staying on top of things and you're, you're maintaining and growing what you're doing, you need to start focusing on your priorities. Like my priorities are making sure I'm creating content, making sure I'm reaching out to potential clients and actually having these face-to-face -face conversations or Zoom calls with them to support my business. Um, my priorities are making sure that I'm growing um, as a person um, in my career with my aspirations. Um, I, I don't have the time to spend, you know, four or five hours on LinkedIn and looking at messages and engaging on people's content for that long. Uh, mind you, I did initially, you know, for the first 12 months, that was all me. I was the one that was spending four hours, five hours per day after a long day at work yep. to, to build that brand and and to invest that time. So I absolutely did that myself. Um, and now I have a bit of support just to help alleviate some of those, you know, those tasks that are a bit nominal um, and focus on the things that I truly enjoy, which are creating content, um, building those relationships with people and having those face-to-face -face engagements. Man, I'll tell you, I just, I love talking to you because it's just so genuine and it just comes so natural and easy. So you make my job very easy. Um, Thank you. One of the things I wanted to ask you about was about six months ago, you came out with the top 50 most impactful people on LinkedIn. 
Yeah. And that was just so well received. Um, I really enjoyed it when you were doing it. It was exciting. Um, it was great to see the list, but uh, please tell us about that project a little bit. What went into that, you know, how, how you came up with it and where you plan to take that in the future? Yeah, <laughs> look, that, that, that project was an evolution. So, I mean, I, about six or seven months into my journey um, on LinkedIn, when I was creating content, I was trying to think of content ideas and, and how I can really make an impact and put myself out there. And I realized that the best way to engage a community is to involve the community. And so, and so that's what I did. I, I put in the time to, to observe who was doing it the best on LinkedIn. Who were these top 50 people? Um, and they were all people that I'd followed for a very, very long time. I saw the impact they were having on other people. I saw the message they were spreading, the engagement they were receiving. Um, and initially, I actually set up, um, it was called the top 50 most influential women of LinkedIn. And oh. I had the top 50 women in my opinion. And then, um, and I did that on International Women's Day um, wow. when I first started. And then for International Men's Day, I did the top 50 most influential men of LinkedIn. Um, and both were very, very well received. Um, you know, people love love it when they're mentioned, um, especially when they're mentioned in a list and a very exclusive list. Um, and what I did was I, you know, I, I put out a piece of video content and I highlighted every single person that was included in the list. So I obviously mentioned their name. I, I put up their image right here and I went through the 50 people and what I realized, I didn't realize at the time, but what I realize now, it's actually a great strategy because I tagged in those 50 people into the post. Um, all of those 50 people were happy and pleased that they were included and they all engaged on that post. And so that first post went absolutely viral. Um, and at the time, I didn't have the following that I had now. Um, and so it was very, very well received. Um, it had huge um reach and engagement as a result and so it evolved from there i put out that men's list and it had the same impact and then i decided i think i might change it from influential to impactful because it's far more important to be impactful than it is to be influential um, so i put out a top 50 most impactful people of linkedin list and i actually combined the men and the women because it was top 50 people not top 50 men or women um, and again, it was very well received. And this time around, um, you know, it's 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 reached a stage because of my following, because of the credibility that I built, um, that it's that's more or less become an official list. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this out there um, every single year, but I'm going to formalize it slightly. Um, so, for example, in this last video that I did, most impactful list, um, I actually had a voting process, and so I actually put out a post first where I had people nominate who they felt should be included in that top 50 list. And it was insane. And get this, the, the post that I put out where I asked people to nominate went far more viral than the top 50 video itself. Wow. wow. You know, and, and that's because of the strategy behind it. You, you get people to tag people in who are, you know, who they feel they feel should be included in the list. And before you know it, everyone's including 10 or 15 people. They ended up being, um, what was it? I think like 5,500 nominations, which was crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no way I could go through that myself. So I had my virtual assistant assist me with that. And we narrowed it down to the top 50 people based on the amount of votes and nominations that they received. And so it was a very, very fair list. 
and I'd love to formalize it into some sort of awards um, or, or some sort of um, event. Uh, but that's that's what I see for for the future. So it's something I'm going to do annually because it is a bit of a process. I, <laughs> bet. I bet. I just love it. And I again, I just applaud you for doing it because you did it out of just wanting to create value and showcase others for the good work that they do. So um, great, great work. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit and discuss uh, something that is near and dear to you, the benefits of building influence. Why is that important? Like, what what do you do when you talk to your clients about that? And, you know, just why should someone even consider that? Okay, so influence can work in many ways. Influence gives you the ability to inspire. It gives you the ability to empower. It gives you the ability to make an impact. Um, you can't make an impact if you're not somewhat influential. Um, the other thing is, if you really want opportunities to come your way, you have to be seen, you have to be heard, you have to put yourself out there and you have to spread your message. You have to be seen as an authority in your field, you know, someone that is an expert in your space. Uh, for you to truly be able to make an impact and have people listen to you uh, and, you know, be inspired or directed by you. Um, and it really just comes down to the art of influence. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've read the book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite books and it's something I read uh, maybe uh, 10 plus years ago, but it stuck with me. And I realized through experience from building influence myself by building this following, just how important it is, how much I've been able to grow as a person, how much more confident I've become because um, I get to spread my message and talk about the things that I'm truly passionate about and have a group of people that believe the same things that I believe. And that's so empowering. Um, but from a professional standpoint, if you are an expert, if you're a coach, a consultant, if you're someone that has a whole bunch of knowledge to share, the next step for you is to build influence, be able to spread that message and spread that knowledge far and wide and actually be able to level up your career um, level up your expertise and level up your branding in the process. Um, there's no point having all this knowledge to share if there's no one to share it with. And I think if you've spent years acquiring that knowledge and building that expertise and serving people, you deserve to be seen and heard. And that's what I help people with. So I help people increase their reach and their visibility, their engagement, um, essentially build influence on social media through creating compelling content and also teaching them how the game is played. Because um, at the end of the day, social media is a game. There's a set of rules um, that if you follow those rules, you can become successful on social media. Um, and it's a fact. Um, and every platform works slightly different, but every platform more or less has a set of rules and ways that you can build your influence and become a influencer on a social media platform. And so I teach people everything that I've learned. I teach people um, what I've done myself and I pride myself on being someone that walks the talk. Um, I teach them things that I've actually done. And I've seen some incredible results with my clients. So people that literally just started off, um, they could be CEOs or directors or executives or experts or coaches or consultants. People that started off not knowing anything about social media, not creating content to three months later, um, putting out their content, um, having a community of people that believe them, having followers, um, receiving leads um, uh, and 
has just quite literally changed the trajectory of the way they approach social media and also the amount of business that they're generating in the process. Um, and not to mention the opportunities that, that are offered to you when you build influence are things like um, podcasts and interviews like this, for example, which allows you to spread your wings further um, and you know start communicating. Like, for example, I'm getting to communicate with your audience now, uh, Roger, um, which is which is great. And, and that's and that's the benefit of doing interviews. You know, you get to get access to another person's audience and, and spread your wings further. You get asked to do speaking arrangements. Um, you know, you, you'll get involved in um, partnerships or, or collaborations, um, sponsorships, ambassadorships. Um, you get to then focus on on charities or, or things that are very, very important to you. For example, I'm a big believer in anti-bullying and a big advocate and champion for anti-bullying because of things that I've experienced. Um, and I, I now get to be an ambassador for a company called Bully Zero, who is one of the largest um, anti-bullying anti-bullying uh, anti organizations within Australia, and I get to help them spread their message. These are all things that are open to you when you build influence, and obviously then generating leads and revenue for your business is additional to that. So it's something that I help people do, um, and I've had some incredible results, and I just absolutely love doing it, Roger. So. Um, if anyone is looking to build their influence, if you're currently an expert and you don't know how all these people are creating content and getting all this engagement and building this influence and appearing on podcasts, feel free to message me, reach out to me, and, and we'll see what we can do. Beautiful. You put out a post a couple of weeks ago of your younger self. I think you might have been about um, <laughs> nine or ten. That was a great photo. Uh, yeah. Got great yeah. engagement. What inspired you to put that post out that day? I'm just curious. Um, I've learned through creating content that vulnerability is a strength. <laughs> you know, the more layers you peel back uh, and show you know, who you truly are and what you've gone through and, and give people your story and give them the opportunity to go on your journey with you, um, they'll then feel part of your journey and anticipate future forms of content. Um, but I, I wanted to put out that piece of content where I spoke about how my family uh, immigrated to Australia from Egypt, how I couldn't speak a word of English, um, how we literally just started from scratch. We lived in the motel room for the first you know, six months of being in Australia. Um, I wanted to put that out there because I wanted to show my journey, um, what I've been able to accomplish because I see so many people on the platform that uh, are either immigrants to new countries or, or English is not their first language. Um, or they're a little bit overwhelmed by everything that they're seeing in terms of the content creation and influences and speakers and, and all this stuff. I just wanted to empower people to let them know that if I could do it, believe me, anyone could do it. You know, I'm, I'm nothing special. I just went through a process where I focused on, on growing myself, excuse me, and um, filling in the gaps where my weaknesses were and really fostering my strengths. That's really all I've done. Um, and I've just done that for a very, very long time to got me to the stage where I am today. And I'm very, very confident in who I am and, and what I speak about. Anybody can do that. It's just a process. So I just wanted to showcase that story and that journey. And at the same time, give people a bit more insight into me. I think I was four years old in that photo. So um, really? oh, okay. I didn't I didn't realize you're that young. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a for those who haven't seen it, I had a big messed up afro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was nice. I was jealous. 
<laughs> um, it was funny, and it's. Uh, I personally love seeing those things from other people because it allows you to, to connect with them in a very um, personal way and, and an intimate way. So I like doing that same thing with my audience. That's great. No, and you've inspired me to look back at some old photos, and at some point yeah. here, I'll be posting one as well. So I, I can't wait. Cool. I can't <laughs> wait to see a younger Roger. <laughs> Lots of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great. You've been so gracious with your time. Uh, thank you so much. I just have a couple of, of last sure. questions here for you before I let you sure. go. Um, if you were to pick out, take out your cell phone and call the 20-year-old Ahmed, what would you say to him? Wow. Um, I would say uh, be kind to yourself. And, mm -hmm. and that's the reason I talk about being kind to yourself so much because it comes from a very painful experience for me. Um, that, that was a point, as I mentioned, where um, I, was at, I was at rock bottom uh, emotionally uh, and in relation to my self-worth and confidence, it was, it was really a rock bottom for me. Um, so I would, I, would, I would tell him to be kind to himself, um, not sweat the small stuff, that things are going to get better, um, that, like I say, you, you, your best is yet to come. Um, because I put myself through a lot of unnecessary pain uh, because I was very self-conscious and lacked confidence. Um, I was very, very big at that time on negative self-talk. I would believe the opinions that other people told me. And I've learned, you know, that the only opinion that matters is your opinion of yourself. You know, what matters is being able to look in the mirror and to love what you see. Uh, and so I'd love to be able to go back in time and tell that younger Ahmad that, and I'm sure it would have changed uh, the trajectory of my life, but I'm also very proud of what I went through because it allows me to speak about these things with passion today. Wonderful. Early on, you talked about your boss who gave you the uh, tapes or the, the CDs yeah. of Tony Robbins, uh, and he was a mentor to you. He, he saw something in you that, in, that got you on this track. How can we be better mentors to the younger generation, um, how do how do we engage in that? And I and I think one of the things you know you said get involved with with charity that's wonderful. But what about you know just people in the neighborhood or you know kids that are you know having a rough time in school? Is there anything that we could do to hopefully tap in and become a mentor that you found that that you could share today? The most valuable thing that you can give someone is your time your energy and your appreciation um, and know that it only takes one person. It literally just takes one person to change and impact another person's life. That's it. You know, and, and if you think about it, everyone usually has that one person. It's, it's one person at some point that either came into their life uh, or saw something in them or spent a bit more time with them and, and fostered um, who they were as a person because they believed in them, that actually impacted them so much that it changed the course of, of their life. Um, and you can be that person to other people, to many other people. It doesn't take much time. It doesn't take much energy. Um, but that's what that person did for me. Um, it was literally a series of um, maybe two or three meetings, uh, which was a total of an hour and a half that quite literally changed my trajectory. Um, like I said, it doesn't take much and, and you can be that person to other people. So when you see someone that has the potential um, or that requires 
um, some knowledge to, to help them get to that next step. Um, or they simply, you know, need some of your knowledge or, or mentorship to help them grow. Um, take the time to do that for them. You know, build them up. You don't have to spend long, but believe me, the impact that you'll make one person at a time is, is incredible. And the beauty about that is that person did that for me. 15 years later, I'm now in a position where I'm doing this and I'm able to do it to thousands of others. You know, so the flow on effect from just one person impacting me is now the impact of thousands. So imagine if thousands of people were going out of their way, millions of people were going out of their way to help just one person and, and where that could lead. Wow. So that's, that's, that's so powerful. Weird. Yeah. That's so powerful. What it makes me think of is we hear this phrase that sometimes sounds cliche, but when you put it in that context, it makes so much sense. And that is, we can change the world, right? Mm -hmm. So our actions of taking time to spend with, with someone younger um, to influence them, hopefully in a, in a positive way, can impact the world or change the world. You have changed the world um, and, and your influence is changing the world. So I hope people understand that, that, that we all have it in us, that we can change the world ourselves in the circle that we're in, in the sphere that we're in, but it could have reach that we would never imagine. And it's something you're going through right now. And, and um, again, I'm just, I'm honored to be associated with you. I'm honored to call you a friend. Last question I have, and I try to ask every guest is you have a lot of work to do. You're still very young, but at the end of the day, Ahmed, what legacy do you want to leave? What mark do you want to leave on this earth? Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. Um, I, I talk about kindness because it's something that I truly believe is um, is our solution. Um, and so what, what I want to have said about me by the time I pass is that he helped to make this world a kinder place, um, at least provided a spark to make this world a kinder place. That's it. That's awesome. And if people want to reach you, what is the best way? Right on LinkedIn? Yeah, reach me on LinkedIn, send me a message. Uh, I'm also active on Instagram. You can send me a message there as well. Um, this is me. So the person that you see here is, is just me offline. So let's have a chat. If I can help you in any way, I'd love to be able to do that. Ahmed, Imam, welcome to the American Real family. Thank you so much for being here today. And I cannot wait to spread your message. Thank you, Roger. Absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate the friendship as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.